Hello. Fuck that intro. Restart it. Hey. Oh. Dude, that's what he says we, in the first we, one alone. He we, goes, hello. We waited too long. When people hit play, they're going to hear nothing. Well, when I put it on iTunes, you know, later, I always cut the dead air out. You know what, Rocco? I would restart the intro. Except I got a problem with you. Yeah. I caught you last oh, no. night smooching with my brother. And he's not the only one. You've been kissing everyone around here. Yeah. Garrett, Kevin, <laughs> I even caught you smirching Ernie outside. Oh, no. But you know what? He said he was single. I'm going to forgive you. No. I'm going to give you the count of 10 to get your yellow. Oh, no. No good, rotten, stinking keister out of my set. I thought you were gonna. I, I was waiting for you to say "off my lawn," but he never says that in any of the movies. No, well, he does in the fourth one. One, yeah, maybe in the fourth two. Welcome to movie club, you filthy animal. That was better. I guess. I wear bag at sixty-four. He says that to French Stewart in the fourth one. Yeah. That was one of French Stewart. Fuck the second one. Let's skip ahead just a little bit. French Stewart actually does shine. Everything Derek just did, French Stewart does even better in Home Alone. In Home Alone, I think it's called Taking Back the House. There's one that stars Buzz, right? He was just in the new one that was on uh, <laughs> Disney+. Plus. They did like a reboot thing. Of all people you want to see more of, it's definitely Buzz. And he's a cop. Oh, what do you... That... <laughs> honestly, that, that reads That reads out. Well, in case anyway, you couldn't sorry. figure it out, we are here at Movie Club, and today we're cool. doing Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. If you are a loyal Movie Club viewer, and I know you are, you tune in every... What day does this go out? Friday. Is it Friday? It's kind of... Some, it's erratic. Yeah, well, most well, times it's Sunday, but that's... Yeah, right. sunday Between Friday and Sunday, you're always hitting that play button. <laughs> You've been following along, and you know that Rocco picked this last yes. time we were here, coming right off the heels of Uncut Gems. Yes. We couldn't get enough New York City last time, <laughs> and so we kind of saw the underbelly of New York. Now we want to see... The softer side, yes. though this movie has an underbelly of its own. Yeah. If you've never seen Home Alone 2, you should pause this. You should watch it. A lot of people uh, threatening to shoot a kid in the head with a gun throughout the whole movie. <laughs> I had some things I was going to I don't say remember that, that when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I think I blocked that out. I think there are so many things about this movie that uh, obviously it's it's Home Alone. You're like hitting people with paint cans yeah. and like you're going to be like, oh, they can't do that anymore. Yeah. But the amount of humor related to this guy has a gun. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't know if people are going to laugh at yeah. this anymore in 2023. Yeah. Home Alone 2 is the movie of today's movie club. Welcome to movie club. We're, we're reviewing it. You know, we, have, we never introduce ourselves on this show. We assume you already know who we are. Yeah. yeah well, they're patrons, you know. They that, could be uh, patrons. They're like, I'm going to check these guys out, the Mega 64 guys. But they never get our names. That's Rocco, Derek, yeah. and Sean. Hello. We're the movie guys on the internet. Yep. I just want to say, we're, we, yeah. we used to be the video game guys, but now we're the movie guys. We're movie experts. I don't know who the former movie guys were. Uh, Cinemassacre. <laughs> Whoever those guys are, out. Yeah. Angry, video, ang angry movie nerd, goodbye. Yeah. Um, we're, we're the happy movie uh, chads. Yeah. We're not nerds. 
You know, Siskel and Ebert aren't around anymore. I was thinking about this the other day. We're the new Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Rocco. I'll be Siskel Roper. Siskel and Ebert and Ebert. Okay, Ebert. yeah. Siskel, Ebert, and Roper. We're Thank you. Thank the, you. The, the, the universe that never was. The perfect <laughs> review the perfect show, really. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's get into this movie. A movie that came out in, what, 1997? We're like Leonard Two. Maltin uh, meets Two. Gene Siskel meets... Uh, Sorry, I was trying to think. No, you're one. right. You, I, I was looking at my wrong notes because the third one came in 97. Do you, do you remember Ebert's final days where he had beef with Bam Margera? What? Does anyone remember that? Let's pause and talk about this for a second. The fuck? <laughs> why did, be, like why did Bam Margera and Ebert uh, and uh, Roger Ebert hate each because other? Because when Ryan Dunn died, oh. he, Ebert tweeted, uh, oh, yeah. friends don't let jackasses drunk, uh, drink and drive. I did know that, yeah. And Bam was like, don't fucking tweet that, you piece of shit. Fucking, I think there were j- jokes about some physical parts of Ebert that were rough. <laughs> Um, well, go uh, read the tweets for yourself. Yeah, if you want to. Ebert versus road. Bam debacle. You decide. Yeah, that seems where like you a good stand. Use of your time today. Yeah. So <laughs> pause this. And go check that out. I'm sorry I cut you off, both of you guys. No, no, no. no. I was saying say? that I was, I was incorrect. Home Alone Three came out in '97. This came out in 1990. Yeah. Why the fuck did you say that? I was. Seven. I misspoke. I was seven when this well, came out. Maybe that's I was, what you were thinking. Okay, there you go. I was uh, eight. And uh, this was the first movie I ever saw in theaters that I left not liking the movie. I was like, that's crazy. Like that. Wow. I was so excited. And I went and I said, for the first time, I was like, I did not like that one. Wow. Why didn't you like it? Uh, at the time, I didn't. I don't remember really what I was thinking. I remember thinking like I thought the violence yeah. was too much. Yeah, I could see that. And uh, I just remember thinking like this was like the first one. Yeah. And I still feel that. Very much so. The eight-year-old me was right on the money. Um, it's funny when I when I saw it as a kid. Can't get uh, anything past eight-year-old this, strong. That's right. <laughs> this wasn't um that movie for me. I think that movie for me where it was like you said, everyone's got that first one where you know as a kid you love everything. You love and you everything. Hit that one where it's like, mm. and I think for me, I don't remember the timeline exactly. It was either James and the Giant Peach or Ninja Turtles Three. I don't remember which came first, but both of those, I remember going like, whoa, I like kind of didn't dig that. Um, this one I did. I, I, I liked as a kid, um, but I did have the same thing. Even when I was a kid, thought um, the violence was kind of upsetting in this one more than it, I was. It, it, I, thought it, I thought the violence kicked ass in the first one. Yeah. Like it was just raucous enough that it was like, oh, he got him. This one, uh, you know. They're electrocuting him for like two minutes. And I'm like, I'm, I'm he's good. legit throwing bricks at his head from like 40 feet above him. It's like, <laughs> what? Kind of thought that was funny. Kind of uh, thought that, that was funny. That was the highlight of the movie for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there were parts I liked, well, parts I didn't. I saw this movie in theaters at seven years old. I loved it. Yeah. I always enjoyed this movie more than the original. I think I've seen this movie more than the original. Oh, wow. I think I've seen this movie at least a hundred times. Wow. Uh, yeah, this movie was always on repeat in my house. The first one was yeah. too, but I liked, um, I don't know why. I have a soft spot in my heart for movies that arbitrarily go to New York City 
for no reason. Yeah, I like that too. Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah. I love it. They just go to New York and and Home Alone 2 lost in New York. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another movie. Like, uh, does Elf take place in New York City? It does. Yeah. Oh, it that's another Christmas classic that's just arbitrarily in New York City for no reason. Other than New York City is the greatest well, city in the where world. where his dad lives, but yes, mm-hmm. you're right. It's the greatest. His dad could live in San Diego. Oh, his he dad could. could live in Podunk, Missouri. Totally. But New York City is the greatest city in the world. Right. Greatest city in America by far. And uh, it's always just fun, you know, because it's always like as a as an audience member, you get to go on a vacation in New York City. There's just a layer of Rocco, to borrow a term you always use to review movies, mm. popcorn. There's mm. a layer of and I don't know what you mean when you say popcorn, but <laughs> what I think you mean is. You don't need to take this so serious. It's more intended to have fun than to make you think mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. feel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, movies that are arbitrarily set in New York. I feel like they have that quality. Mm. I like Home Alone, too. I've always liked it. Um, I love the violence in this movie. I've always loved the violence in this movie. I always uh, really thought this movie was funny and enjoyed it. Haven't watched it in years. Honestly, maybe like 20 years. I think this may be... My least enjoyable watching of it I've ever had Mm -hmm. (laughs) now that I'm an adult because I just kind of know more stuff. And and also like times have changed. That's that's a big thing um, as well. It's not 1992 anymore. I'm not seven years old anymore. And the world is a different place. Yeah. Um, why did you pick this movie, Rocco? Before we get into it, any other things you want to say to the intro? Uh, no, all I was going to say is I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this one pretty much just as much as the first, when, when I was a kid, watched one and two back to back just all the time. Even though I had those thoughts that I mentioned, I still enjoyed the movie just as much. And it wasn't, and then I saw it when I was older and had different thoughts on it about everything. And I just thought, well, holidays are going to happen. There's a good chance we might see this anyway. So that's why. I know it's post-Christmas, but I thought, you know, there's a chance we'll watch this over the break anyway. Make it easy. Give our thoughts now as we're grown-ass men. So mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to pick it. Um, yeah. I, right. I definitely, to your point, Sean, about when you said you felt like it was too similar or whatever you said about yeah. it. I remember as a kid going crazy because every adult I knew was like, yeah, that was like the same shit as the first one. They copied the script. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you talking about? They go, he goes on a trip to New York. Like what? As a kid, I couldn't, I was like, what are you saying? Yeah. I watched it as an adult and I'm like, man, you really copied and pasted a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah. here. But doesn't mean I didn't like it. So mm-hmm. maybe we can get into it and sure, go along, go along the way. Oh, Nick and Nora's ultimate playlist was that was that the name of the movie? That's another one that arbitrarily they like they go into New York and it's just like taken in. We New only York. saw we, I yeah. saw that once. We saw it together. I think in Victorville <laughs> yeah. of all places. Yeah, I remember liking it then. Nothing, I don't no, I don't remember anything. We had nothing else to do. Yeah, but, but I remember anyway. I kind of like that movie. Sorry, that just popped into my head. Um, yeah, great movie, great. Movie. <laughs> all right, so Home Alone two. We're gonna get into it now. We're gonna spoil the movie if you haven't seen it. Go check it out because we are going to spill all the secrets it opens in the McAllister house if you've seen home alone part one you're very familiar with this house this is the only uh movie in the home alone franchise by the way that does not take place inside the house that the kid lives in uh food for thought well it does make sense because you're home alone and it he's not home alone yeah you know so yeah i guess they should have called it that should have been the title of the second one not home alone. actually uh the title of the movie was going to be called alone again oh, oh but the, that makes sense yeah 
because he's not home. Yeah. But yeah. I, I guess the producers were like, call it home alone, <laughs> too. Yeah. I, I mean, I also, you probably made more money that way. Yeah, make it simple. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to go see uh, this movie Alone again? What's that? Hey, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Is this like a Home Alone sequel? No, I think it's a different movie, but he's lost again. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Fourth yeah. one could have been Forever Alone. Forever they could have kept alone. going. Yeah. Uh, and then just Alone. You know, that's like the, the Alone Begins. Zero. It's like Taken. The Taken trilogy. Dawn of the Alone <laughs> is what it would be nowadays. Anyways, uh, the opening of this movie is like... Not strong. I will say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, I forgive it because here's what I will say generally before I even review Home Alone, I'm going to give it popcorn shakers. Five out of five. No. Uh, but what I will say <laughs> is <laughs> going in, I, I have to say, like, I judge this movie as a sequel. I, sure. I, I feel like watch Home Alone if you want to see Home Alone. Don't come right into Home Alone 2. Because this is like, it, it, it's just trying to be a sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we know what we are. We know. It's like, hey, Home Alone made a lot of money. We need to redo that, Ed, and we have nine months to do it. Yeah. That's that's the it, goal here, and that's what they set out to do, and yeah. it is a very sequel-y type. It almost is like the perfect sequel. Uh, you know, yeah. it like hits all the beats of the most, like, how can you make a movie uh, follow another movie in the least amount of time yeah. and minimize the suckiness of it. And they kind of almost, yeah. there's almost, yeah, it's almost unspoken that they're telling, it's almost an unspoken like message that they're doing that in mm-hmm. this movie. You know, it's like, you know, oh, the alarm didn't go off. We did it again. And, yeah. You know, like, like it's interesting. It's like, yeah. I will say though, for me, not having seen it since I was eight, I've watched the first Home Alone yeah, every year. I, yeah. I'll get my sugars on that. That's a five out of five for me. The first 100%. one, five out of five. I'm with you. I'm with you. So watching this one, it's like, oh, like I'm back in the house. Like I've seen things yeah. I haven't seen before. It was kind of exciting this time. Like, yeah. oh, whoa. Like, okay. Like yeah. I'm back here. I'm, I'm here for it. You yeah. know, that yeah, was yeah, kind yeah. of nice. But yeah, with the thing, like we did it again. And then like the dun 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 Yeah, they make no they make no bones about it. They're they're telegraphing it. Yo, yeah, we're doing a sequel. Yeah. Also, like in the first one. I feel like, you know, you have the catalyst of the whole thing is like Buzz and Kevin. Buzz is a dick to him. Kevin finally snaps, shoves him, whatever. In this one, it starts with Buzz being a dick to him again, but this time in a much worse way of Mm -hmm. like the the recital. Kevin has a solo. Now Buzz is making fun of him. Everyone's laughing. Uh Before, I'm kind of on the mama's side in the first one where it's like, yeah, you know, like you, you overreacted. You, over, you did too much. Like yeah. you went fucking bonkers. Yeah. And this one, it's like he's being assaulted on stage. Everyone is laughing at him. And like, yeah. it's like I'm watching like a kid be abused by his like way older brother. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Kevin, you did it again. It's like, I, you know, okay, I'm not on the parent side anymore on this yeah, one. Yeah, you lost me. <laughs> and that's kind of why, why I mean, like, it's not strong. Yeah. But it's a sequel because it's literally. Buzz makes fun of Kevin and Kevin shoves him. Mm -hmm. It happens in the first movie at the dinner table. It happens in the second movie at the recital. And it's the sequel mentality of we're going to do the exact same thing again, but we're just going to raise the stakes. Yeah, we're going to make it bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, so they're kind of like speeding through the setup. Um, You know, go get your tie out of Uncle Frank's uh, shower. Get out of here, you little punk, before I slap you silly. You know, (laughs) he goes in there, records his uncle. Um, I actually, it's obvious to me because this is a sequel that all of those things are going to become tools that he yes. uses later. Yeah. But I don't, Chekhov's I, gun. Don't, I don't hate the way they do it. I feel like they're doing it quickly and it is organically. It is like, um, 
I'm not going to say Kevin's a shitty kid. I think he's charming, but he is like a kind of a trickster. He's a little bit of a troublemaker. Yeah. You have this little troublemaker kid hanging out in the house with his big family the night before a trip. Yeah. It feels like organic and ham fisted kind of at the same time. <laughs> so, um, you know, kudos to them because I feel like if it wasn't the guy who made Harry Potter, Christopher Columbus, the mm-hmm. director, yeah. and like John Hughes, the dude who wrote all those Rat Pack movies, if it wasn't like these really talented, yeah, creative people handling this, this movie would suck way more than it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's kind I of agree. the feeling I that I get. I feel like this is pretty good considering you're basically shoveling out like a trash sequel at, yes. at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, real, real quick, Derek, I don't mean to, I'm not trying to like correct you or anything, but I'm legitimately trying to remember there. I th- was, is it the Brat Pack? Yeah, is the that Brat what they're Pack. called? Yeah. I think you said Rat Pack and I think that was like Sinatra and stuff. Yeah, Rat Pack but is the Sinatra. Brat, Brat Pack, Pack are the like kids. From the I, I don't know which one I heard in my brain, but I never the realized rats. they both sounded the same. That's like why that. they call no, them a play that. on each that's other. Why they did I that. never, I never knew that. I never knew that. that. That's, that's Rocco. Well, that's, if that's I mispronounced why. it, I, that, uh, I don't, I'm here to illuminate. I don't know if you did. I, it's my, a, my brain. I think was both are a group that. of people, like actors, who'd be in the same <laughs> movies, and so yeah. they call it the Rat Pack because they're always in the same movies, and the Brat Pack is the same thing because they're always in John Hughes movies. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I didn't know. And both of them love Vegas. <laughs> why didn't they do Home Alone in Vegas? Home Alone in Vegas. That yeah. would have been sick. Alone again in Vegas. <laughs> um, anyway. the whole like. I think my major, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't care if anything's wrong with this movie. Like I watched it when I was seven. Yeah. It's, it's home alone too. Like this kid needs to be separated from his family. That's like <laughs> any problem you're going to complain about. Like, mm, you know, I have script. I have problems with the script of the opening of home alone too. And I was like, why did they get the kid alone too quickly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And I do think like that writing the script must have been the biggest struggle of like, how do we make it make sense that this kid is like, how is it possible that the parents could fuck this up again? Like yeah. Yeah. that does not seem I feel feasible. Yeah. I literally, I, that's why I almost have to give this movie extra points because when you think about the task on paper, it's an impossible task. Yeah. Write a sequel to Home Alone that makes sense that this kid gets fucking, that this happens to him again the very next year. <laughs> Explain yeah. that. Yeah, they <laughs> did kind of have a gargantuan. That's, uh, that's like, a, yeah. that's an hour long shitty movie all in of itself. Yeah. And uh, they pretty much knock it out in like 20 minutes. You know, I, and it's not that bad. Uh, not to, not to keep bouncing to the first movie. Well, I think but, that's natural with this movie. Yeah. You're allowed to do that. They're but, just copying the first movie. But I had that thought over Christmas break too, where I was like, the, the writing is pretty solid on the on both of them in, in that regard, where it's like, how do you make it make sense for this to happen, for that to happen? Oh, isn't that a coincidence? Isn't that, you know, yeah. and it drove me crazy this year. I kept seeing people post a meme that like, huh, Kevin McAllister at any point could have called the police during when he was at his house, but he didn't. He wanted the, the, the burglars to suffer, which shows what a sick fuck he is. Like, you know, there was like yeah. a jokey meme like that. No, the power lines, the phone lines were down. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, I I can't remember if they come back on or they not. Do. In the first one? Yeah. They do. They do. But then he gets fucking scared by the police at another point the, because he, he stole the, the toothbrush. There's a whole subplot about how the police are not being effective it, in the situation. It, also, fits per, it all fits perfectly. Joe Pesci was a police officer the first time yeah. he saw him. So I could see a kid being like, I don't know if he's really a police officer they, or what's going on. They really covered all the bases. Yeah, they the were more, one, yeah. more than they get credit for. So um, 
Yeah, with this one, I kind of feel like it's the same thing. I'm like, they really had everything against them. I think a lot of other writers yeah. would have even had parts where it's like, ah, you got to throw up your hands and just shrug. They kind of didn't in this one. I will say in the first one, the one person is like, you could have told the old man who you made friends with in the church. You could have told him like, hey, these fucking criminals are coming to my <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could make some arguments well, there. Well, I'll let it go. That's but fine. also, <laughs> Home Alone is... Obviously, to me, in the lineage of Three Stooges, mm -hmm. yes. in the style of these guys, um, the Wet Bandits, the Sticky Bandits, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, they're getting injured in ways that are cartoonish. Yeah. Like, yeah. really cartoonish. They'll be on, um, you know, like a teeter-totter and some weights will hit it and they'll go flying out of the frame mm -hmm. 20 feet in the <laughs> air. And then you don't see a shot of them flying through the air. They just come crashing back down into the frame the yeah. way they would do it in like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yes. Yeah. So it's not like this movie is, you know, like Sophie's Choice, like a drama, like, <laughs> you know, um, I really want to talk about the failings of the police officers. Uh, yeah, on, yeah. In the McAllister neighborhood. It, yeah, like, there's, you know, there's this a degree. Like this is like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. There's a degree you have to forgive it, any, regardless. Yeah, yeah even yeah, with yeah. The, how good the writing is, it gets to a point where it's like, I don't care because I just want to see um, him throw paint on these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, uh, the beginning of the movie, they get separated. I think it's funny because when I was watching this movie, I forgot that the movie was called home alone lost in New York. And there's this scene where they're like, okay, uh, 13 tickets, 14 tickets, 15. Where's Kevin? Where is he? And then he's like in the front seat. I'm right here. What did you think you're going to leave without me? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, for a second. I thought they were going to leave him in the house again, but yeah. no, um, Kevin is obsessed with this talk boy tape recorder. Um, which everybody out there, you've probably seen the Talkboy tape recorder. If you're our age, you grew up um, worshiping this toy, wanting, wanting one. this toy. Maybe oh, you, maybe you had I one. I never had. Oh, one. Rocco had one. I'm as sure. As soon as that scene, of course, hit the let me, big let me screen. Guess, of, of all the people sitting here, only one person had one. <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah. are they? Please, are they going to sell that? And then I remember a week later, some. Uh, I think maybe my dad called me. He's like, hey, I'm at the store. They have the Talkboy here. I was like, oh, that was like the Christmas gift. I. It's like yeah. I don't care about anything else. I need the Talkboy. You it's, know, I still have it on display. And in, in interestingly my home. enough, there's another toy that was uh, marketed from this movie. Do you know what it was? Mm. Uh, oh. The turtle dove. No, I have no idea. Was it the uh, goo spray? It shit? was called Monster Foam. Yeah. And it's the green slippery stuff uh, that he sprays on yeah. the handlebars and the floor of the house. Monster Foam was actually released, I believe, by Hasbro in like 1993. Mm -hmm. It flopped. It oh. was not popular. Yeah. Today, it is considered the number one collector's item from this movie franchise. Whoa. <laughs> if you're a fan of Home Alone... The holy grail of collector's items wow. monster foam. is a can of monster foam. Wow. The slippery. Yeah, Talk Boy's cool. Put yeah. that, but if you got the monster foam, <laughs> that is respect. That's funny, that's too, because right there. I remember wanting that as a kid, too. Like, dude, that's from the movie, too. I was obsessed. I still am. Of if if it's if they sell something from the movie and it's branded just like it was in the movie, or it or it it's in universe, I go apeshit over it. And I wanted that, but that was the one thing my parents were like, you're not going to do anything good with that. Like, oh, you're going to spray a bunch of goo and shit? No. Mm -hmm. So I never had yeah, it. Yeah, whenever collectors I never had it. recently item. got uh, like a Spider-Man like web sling or silly string thing, and I <laughs> hid that. So I'm like, I don't want, no, the silly <laughs> string is going to go everywhere. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. So I get why your parents want to buy that. Right. <laughs> Obviously. 
Why do they torture parents with these like sprays and goos and like it, slime is the most popular toy for the past it, it, 10 years? Like, no, yeah. thank you. It's a fucking problem for me. <laughs> what next? Just an actual sp- paint can of spray paint? <laughs> Uh, so Kevin is obsessed with his talk boy and he needs new batteries for it. And when his family gets to the airport, he takes his dad's bag and he's so obsessed with getting these batteries. He kind of stops to go through the bag and he gets separated from his family. When he looks up, he sees a similar looking person to his dad and follows that guy to a, to a wrong plane. Again, I don't care. First of all, I, this is a pre nine 11 world. So uh, anybody watching yeah. this movie, yeah. if you're young, well, yeah. If you like don't have a lot of memories from the '90s, and you're like, "How the fuck?" They just let him on the plane. He doesn't even have a ticket. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I, that's pretty much how it was. I remember when I was like seven years old. Hey, my dad's on a uh, trip. My mom's like, "Let's go pick him up," and we are at the gate. Like, yeah. I see the air the airplane like roll up, and they <laughs> yeah. open the door, and, and then, then he comes off. Like, yeah, and we're that. there. Yeah. Um, and you- I even remember um, stories of my parents telling me like, "Oh yeah, I forgot my." Uh, ID at home, and uh, I just had to talk to the people at the front counter. Like, well, okay, I mean, we'll just go on the plane, you know, with no ID. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was kind of like getting on a bus mm-hmm. um, back in the day. Back yeah. in the day, security was more lax. You know what pissed me off? Sorry, not to go on a tangent here, but I, I remember the episode where Michael Scott left the office. Yeah. You know, because eventually Steve Carell left the show. Right. They had he flies away, and and Pam like runs to his gate to say goodbye to him and it was supposed to be all emotional and i i saw it i, I think i watched it on youtube because i wasn't watching the show at that point and i'm like guys it's been like a decade since fucking 9-11 they're not letting you do that like what yeah like that is a thing that kept going in movies and tv for years like yeah. oh they meet him at the gate without a ticket guys that hasn't been a thing that has been gone for 20 plus years yeah um but i still see it and stuff i remember, love actually he's like I think he gets in trouble in that one though. They're, they're trying does. to stop him. So that okay, kid, they yeah. get they 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 get they're off the hook. But yeah. the office, I was like, you guys, this isn't like a new thing anyway. Um, in love, actually, they do uh, send him to Guantanamo and right. Tor- that was torture him. That was the best part. I thought that was like you want some love. Actually, after that, you you've been treated. So, so uh, Kevin gets on the wrong plane again. If this is your criticism of the movie that this doesn't make sense, <laughs> you're not going to enjoy the rest of this film. Yeah. The film only continues to make less sense from here on out, I, I, but in a good way. I, when I was a kid, I remember going to Home Depot with my family, and I followed a, a guy I thought was my dad for a while. Oh, that sucks. Oh, I did that. So, that's the scariest so, thing. So a lot of people might forget this, but that scene, when that happened in the movie, it was totally believable to me. It, yeah. it wasn't that crazy I actually think John Hughes, the, the guy who wrote this, John Hughes, legend, has such an, uh, a good understanding of like little kid brain. Yes, I and, agree. Like things that little kids uh, would think and do. Yeah. Yet at the same time, uh, Kevin McAllister, like, can we get a follow up? I want a sequel now. 2023, <laughs> fully realized adult, hard R rating film. Where are we in the franchise? Home Alone 6? <laughs> yeah. Home Alone 6, all growed up. And, uh, dude, it's like uh, it's like a Safdie Brothers film. It's like Robert yeah. Pattinson's good time. Like, it's just Macaulay Culkin being himself. Like, Kevin McAllister, he was actually this troublemaker kid in traps very violent you know got into a, a, a life of crime you know just a dark story yeah story of redemption yeah I probably like went to afghanistan iraq did all this crazy booby trap shit on al-qaeda 
Probably. You know you want to see Home Alone 6. I do. You know you want these flashbacks. I skip the other ones, but I go back to it. If you found out Kevin McAllister is like a war veteran who took his trap knowledge to Iraq, uh, (laughs) but now he's back in America and he's like fucked up and it's like a dark story. What does he do? And then the Wet Bandits come back and he finally has a purpose in life again. But now it's like, whoa, calm down. They're not bandits anymore, but he doesn't believe it. And he's like, no, I'm fucking booby trapping their house. killing them. Uh (laughs) And then at the end, he's like, I'm the bad guy. (laughs) We'll write it for you. Uh, there you go, John happens. Hughes. That's a free one. Every fucking episode of Movie Club, I whip out S tier level uh, <laughs> film ideas. I thought I thought you were gonna say you whip out I'm the bad guy because I think you've quoted fall- <laughs> yeah, I think you you've quoted falling down <laughs> on fifty percent of the episodes. <laughs> it's also Scarface. Everybody take a look at the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. So all great movies say I'm the bad guy. Yeah, remember that. Remember that. Remember that. We're not even in New York yet. Oh fuck. Where are we? We're half hour of this fucking show. And Kevin lands in New York. There. We're Thank there. You. And um, he, I, 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 again, this movie's so silly because he like looks out the window and he's like, my family went to Florida and I'm in New York. Eyebrows, eyebrows. And then it's just like, yeah. uh, I think it's like rocking around the Christmas tree or Jingle Bell uh, or some some. I think like, it's nobody ought to be alone yeah, on Christmas. Yeah, some celebration music, and he's just having the time of his life. Gets a taxi, goes to um, the Grand Plaza Hotel, which is not cheap. I don't think it's cheap. Do you know at the time it was owned by Donald Trump? Is that yeah. why he's in the movie? That's yes. why he's in the movie. Aha, uh-huh. that makes sense. That makes sense. I, he, I've had so many people tell me, dude, I, can you believe they cut him? They cut him out of the movie. Can you believe that happened? They didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't. I watched they it on. Didn't. This is in 4K on Disney Plus, which I didn't know that, yeah. by the way. So I watched it. It looked fucking sick. It's and on 360p on YouTube. That's where I watched yeah, it. That's, yeah, you know, kind of <laughs> so. whichever way you like it. But it looked sick, a different kind of sick. <laughs> But Sickly. he's 100 percent in it. I don't know what. Yeah, he's in it. I yeah, think in, in it. I think in some other country they cut that scene. But that's not here. People want to be cut. How do yeah. you feel? Do you? All right. Donald Trump walks into the scene. Are you like, ah, damn. Boo! World's worst president. <laughs> ah, turn it off. I, I, or are you like, huh? all right. So what's the next scene? Because that's uh, me. <laughs> personally, when that part came on, I was like, no. <laughs> um, Sean. Uh yeah, I, I, I this guy's pro Trump, so I want to hear his no. opinion. Yeah, we want to get both sides. <laughs> we watched it and that then my, <laughs> my kids went, ew. I'm like, I know. I don't know. I was seven when I saw this movie, and I just I feel like I revert to seven year old brain of like, there's that guy. You know what? I tried to explain to them though, like this did like because they've only known him as this fuck yeah. you know but as like before he was just like a lovable person that everyone fucking hated you know like <laughs> yeah like i truly hated he was like america's favorite asshole i hated him so far beyond he got into politics i always <laughs> hated him but never in a way that like if i saw him i'd get mad yeah. you know but well, like he'd go on Howard Stern and go oh skip because i fucking hated yeah, him yeah when i was a kid i just knew him as like oh isn't that the super rich guy so i thought that scene was really funny by the like way, the I want to point super out. Super rich dude was in it. In 1992, he was a full blown Democrat. So it was cool <laughs> to like him back then. I'm just gonna, I'm well, just gonna go on record to say hey, that right now. Him being a Democrat or Republican, I've always just fucking hated him. I hate. I've always hated him. 
Always. Wow, hater. I was a diehard lib when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, me so, too. Uh, I enjoy, yeah, so I enjoyed fun. that scene. Yeah. When yeah. he was on The Apprentice, I thought, I like the idea for the show, but I fucking hate him. I'm not watching it. <laughs> Anyways. Libs unite. Anyways, so Kevin goes to the Grand Plaza Hotel. There are so many things from this movie that are real, and there's so many things from this movie that are fake. And as a kid, and even as an adult, I could never tell which was which. Yeah. The Grand Plaza Hotel is a real hotel. Yeah. And the phone number they use in it is the actual phone number for the hotel. <laughs> That's awesome. But they are like, guests of the show, ding, dang, dong, <laughs> yeah. stay at the Grand Plaza Hotel. Oh, yeah. And ding, dang, dong is not a real show, yeah. but it's hosted by Bob Eubanks. Who was a real? Who game is show a real host. game yeah. show? So yeah. I was like, and then all of the yeah, yeah, filthy animal. Those look like old movies, but yeah, they were just not. they were the, the, just yeah. made for the for home. this. Yeah, I never yeah. knew that. Yeah. yeah, I was always like, what are the? I was watching this thinking like, dude, we should watch those movies for movies. Uh, that would be sick. Uh, if that uh, was uh, the filthy angel and the filthier angel. You know what? Honestly, if they just made the sequels and it was just that movie, yeah. Do, in, yeah. do some like Prometheus shit, you know, like <laughs> yeah. where it started there. So, yes, uh, he checks into the real hotel, the Grand Plaza Hotel, where Tim Curry and Rob Schneider are working as the ultimate hotel staff uh, and really do a lot of the heavy lifting for like the comedy. Yeah. Of this movie. I would say if, it, if, if, if these guys weren't in it, this movie would be like 30% shittier. This is one of <laughs> Rob Schneider's best performances because he's not so wacky. He's just the bellhop guy. He's Rob yeah. Schneider is great as a supporting role. Yeah. yeah. Deuce yeah. Bigelow, no thanks. Not so much. The animal, though, that's a the good The animal, one. that was good. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um,. Kevin basically goes on a spending spree uh, while he is in New York staying at this hotel. And a lot of funny things happen, but it's basically a repackaging of all the things that happened in the first movie. Yeah. Uh, except in the first movie, here's the main difference. Let me break. Let me explain to you why Home Alone 2 is different from Home Alone 1, if you never knew. In the <laughs> first movie, this part of the film would be like, the bandits casing all of the houses and they're like, oh, we got to break into that house. But Kevin yeah. is like faking all of these parties and they're like, oh, I thought they were uh, away on vacation. Like, no, nah, maybe they're not. Maybe we'll have to come back later. Right. The bandits don't know what's mm -hmm. going on. But in this movie, it's Tim Curry and, and Rob Schneider are trying to figure out, like, who is this kid staying in our hotel? Uh, and then they do all that same shit. They go in there, and it's literally the same way he faked the party in the first movie. But now he's faking his uh, uncle yeah. in the bathtub. Like. <laughs> mm -hmm yelling at Tim Curry to get out of here. And then he goes toy shopping. Yeah. Um, and he meets Mr. Duncan of Duncan's toy chest. That actor, the old man, yeah. what else is that guy in? Nothing. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen him He's been a, a bit part in a ton of movies. I feel like he's always, maybe it's just this movie, but I feel like he's in other movies as the jolly old man that you just instantly love looking at him. He, yes. He is in the Vacation he is the owner of Wally World that's when they get there. what oh. it is. So he's kind of Walt Disney him. character, yes. kind of. That's the one other thing he is. Okay. Um, but there's other stuff, too. He was in an episode of Monsters that no, no one ever remembers that, that show. It was on Sci-Fi Channel a long time ago, I think. Um, he's just He always plays a bit part that's like that. Yeah. You know? A likable old I man. I have always liked this dude. You can't not like him. Yeah. Who's going to be mad at that guy? I remember, yeah, him in the movie, I was just like, I like this guy. Mm -hmm. You know, an adult you can trust. In a, in a movie that doesn't have a lot of them. Yeah. 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 Until we find out about his dark 
uh, past. Yeah, we'll like, find out shit. in Angels with Filthier Souls. <laughs> Often happens in Hollywood. You never know. <laughs> um, Kevin goes to this toy store and, you know, basically meets this guy, this nice old guy who owns the toy store, finds out that the toy store is going to donate all this, like a million dollars to this local charity uh, to help kids. Kevin donates some money and the guy's like, oh, you know what? To thank you, I'm going to let you pick anything off this tree. And may I make a suggestion? Take the turtle doves. I could quote this scene verbatim yeah, because yeah. I feel like, did this have a significant effect on anybody else as a kid? Yeah. I don't know. No, wow. I don't this, this guy, heartless, <laughs> yeah. hates the movie, that thinks the movie's too violent, but forgets the beautiful turtle dove scene. Sorry. No, I remember that. Yeah, it made me want. It made me want to get turtle doves for my Christmas tree. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, he, he explains, uh, you know, two turtle doves, just like the song, and you give one to a friend, and you keep one for yourself, and it's a symbol of a love and hope and friendship. You'll always remain friends. Mm. Um, then he. Uh, oh, I mean, immediately following this is the scene where the bad guys catch him. Yeah. They he walks out of the street, and they come up behind him, and they grab him. And they go, "Hiya, pal!" And he turns around and sees them. This movie, it gave me like fucking like Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah, me too. I, I, yeah. Did you see like, did you feel like, oh, I got to go to McDonald's right now? What, McDonald's? What, 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 dude, what? dude, when I was a kid that they ran that scene in on TV for anything they could, for oh. any anything they had to advertise. Like yeah. there was a huge marketing like blitz with this movie. I yeah, remember there was. Um, I don't remember why, but I had like so much Home Alone 2 merchandise. Huh. I had like an autographed Home Alone 2 poster. What? And I thought yeah, I, 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 I always thought it was real. Oh, I, I, think I always thought it was. I would yeah. argue with people. Hey, I got autographed Home Alone 2 poster. They'd be like, that's a fake autograph. It's printed on there. I'd be like, no, it's not. I got it from the movie theater. <laughs> they had 100 of them and I got one. I fucking believed it. Oh. And, why would you lie to a kid like that? Why yeah. Would, why would you allow seven-year-old yeah. me to, to think that to believe that it was? Yeah, you're probably thinking, let him believe it. It's magical. Fuck you. I was shit on by so many kids who thought I was dumb because <laughs> I thought my poster was authentic. Um, but yeah, I no, think I had that too. That's yeah, really funny. There was a big marketing blitz with this, and McDonald's uh, had a huge uh, Home Alone two campaign as well, and they would show this scene. The hiya, pal. I guess that's just a good like marketing catchphrase yeah. for a commercial thing but it sure. just like gave me flashbacks of like watching tv as a kid oh i thought you were talking about vietnam flashbacks of like just the first movie because when they see him and he comes running out of that thing and he catches him he puts his hand up and he's got the burned yeah uh doorknob catches him that the, blew my mind the as Murphy's a kid house when yeah. he still has the burned oh, m from the that doorknob. was a nice touch that for sure I, that was as cool. a kid was like whoa i was still learning about continuity and that, that was, was cool. like oh that comes a little bit later. Uh, that comes a uh, few minutes later in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, the Hiya Pal thing was all over TV, and it just made me, yeah, it gave me like nostalgia flashbacks. Uh, remember last week I said, I've seen this movie a hundred times. Try to guess what I, as a kid, what I thought the funniest gag in the movie was. Hmm. And it's it's right here in the I, movie. I don't know. Any guesses? <laughs> I have no guess. Uh, is it when he uh, pinches the woman? Yes. Uh, when I was a kid... Kevin escapes this scene by pinching some random lady's butt and she turns around and like punches out Marv and uh -huh. then he goes, he did it. And then, and, uh, and then he punches out Harry or I got the names wrong or whatever. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I just thought that was like the funniest thing as uh. a kid. I was like, how do you even throughout this movie? I'm always impressed that Kevin could get out of these situations. He's such a fast thinker, but 
Uh, <laughs> I always thought that, that was funny. That's funny. My favorite, the thing that made me laugh the hardest in this whole movie, we, we blaze right past it. So I'm, I might as well just say it now while we're mentioning those things was the, um, during the recital at the beginning of the movie where the, um, Christmas tree cutout falls and hits the piano player woman. Oh, it, it fucking back. takes her down. Dude, as a yeah. kid, that, that made me laugh so hard I was <laughs> yeah. going to die. <laughs> That's pretty funny. She just got, that was like so cruel to that nice old woman. <laughs> I remember I watched this movie uh, in theaters with my mom. I remember her sitting next to me. She laughed at the part where the woman gets uh, punches them both out too. Yeah. And then the part where, uh, for whatever reason, when the dude gets his head lit on fire, that like. Oh, yeah. In 1992, that was like next level comedy. <laughs> they actually lit his head on fire. Um, Kevin escapes. He runs into uh, Central Park. It's very scary. Um, and then he meets this homeless woman who is affectionately known as the Bird Lady. Yeah, I I see her every year, and it's just the meme of that being Piers Morgan, and that's like. I don't get it. Oh, well, there's like a side-by-side comparison of how that lady looks like Piers Morgan. And it's like a thing that I see every year. And it's I've like... I've never seen that. You haven't seen that? Mm. I mean, you can look it up if you want. My phone wouldn't work for it. But it's like... Yeah, it's just like showing... And like... I think he said something once. Like, I'm not the bird lady. Something stupid. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> I see that meme a lot. Sorry. Mm-hmm. The, the bird lady meme. I mean, am I crazy? <laughs> am I the only one who sees this? Mm. Uh, I don't think that actually exists. It does um, exist. I think you made that. There I think you Piers dreamed Morgan that. Bird Lady thing going on out there. Well, they should do, do a remake of this movie and have Piers play the Bird Lady part. Wouldn't that be funny? That lady's also in something too, and I don't remember what, but that lady was very familiar to me. Yeah, I oh I used to know, but I can't remember. It doesn't matter. I want to say Sister Act, but it's not that, but something like that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. sorry, Bird Lady. Covered in bird shit. Bird lady. Uh, no, she's not. She's very clean. There's no bird shit on her costume anywhere. You're thinking of like Gandalf's friend from the third Lord of the Rings. But that guy was like that a guy fucking was, walking telephone pole. That guy pole. was fucking disgusting. That dude was like a Ew. whitewashed rock at the edge of the ocean. Ew. <laughs> uh, hey, let's uh, let's let's get to the brass tacks. Kevin Bonds with a homeless person. whoop de doo Fucking Merry Christmas, goes for a stroll, walks to the kid's hospital, waves to some random kid who's like about to, you know, kick it. Yeah, hit the dialysis <laughs> machine uh, to up to infinity. And that's not funny. Uh, I, don't, I They actually don't specify what's wrong with this kid. He looks fine. You know, is he just. Yeah, I'm sure he's he had a broken leg and he's just recovering. He's fine. Yeah, he, he like waves to Kevin. Kevin waves back. And then he, Kevin literally. This line was as a kid was badass, and now I just kind of laugh at it. It's like you're gonna mess with kids on Christmas. You can mess with a lot of things. But you yeah. can't mess with yeah. kids on Christmas. <laughs> so Kevin decides to um, take on the, the the sticky bandits and stop them from robbing the toy store. He goes to the toy store. He foils their plot to rob it, and then they chase him to a house that he has set up with booby traps, and it turns into Home Alone one all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like his uncle's house yeah. or something. They were renovating. And that's yeah. the uncle who lived in Paris, too, which I thought was a... I didn't catch that the first time yeah. as a kid. Like, oh, like th- that's like the rich uncle who has like a shitload of money. Yeah. Oh, oh, that explains... The family's wealthy. That explains a lot. Yeah, it's like the uncle was the one who paid for their first trip to Paris. Yeah. And, and now, also, that's why his house is so big. Right. Yes. In the first yes. movie. Also, 
I realized that uncle probably fucking hates Kevin because he's spending how many thousands of dollars to get them out to Paris. Kevin ruins that trip. And then Kevin <laughs> destroys his fucking house in this one. <laughs> Kevin has it out for this uncle that you never oh, see. Oh, man. That's that's the Home Alone 7. Uncle's Revenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is the, the very best part of the movie. It's really funny. I, st- I, still la- I was still laughing. I was watching it now. Dude, when he's throwing bricks at Marv, that shit is fucking funny. Point blank. If you don't if you don't think it's funny, turn this off. Turn this off. Unsubscribe from our Patreon. Oh my god, don't do that. Unsubscribe. Please, from, please unsubscribe don't do that. From our YouTube I didn't channel. think it was funny. I'm still going to uh, stay subbed. It's fine. Take your computer and throw it away. No, okay. You break your phone. You're ba- you're banned. Wow. You're canceled. You're done. You don't think the brick part is funny? I I think it goes one too long. It, I oh don't. I don't think. When I, I, when I was oh in theaters, I was god. dying laughing, and then on like the last one, I was like, "Oh my god!" No, because you always think this is gonna be the one that hits Joe Pesci, <laughs> but they never hit. They always hit Marv. That's so funny. You John Hughes knows what he's doing, and you don't know any this, better. I'm this sorry. And, and but but you know less so for me here, and more like in a in a little bit when they go inside. He gets shocked. Uh, Harry, who Marv? Marv, Harry, Harry, yeah. Marv gets shocked, and he's getting shocked for like two minutes, and then they make it like he's a, a skeleton. skeleton. And then that part, I remember going like, "God, okay." Uh, and fu- and we're talking about this. Ebert in his review of this movie, I remember discussed this, where he said the the hurting in this movie goes on just slightly too long, where you're given a chance to think about their pain. Uh, like he said something like that. And I remember when I was younger going, that's it. That's what it was. So there was a little bit of that. I still like this whole part. I'm not saying I was like uh, upset during it, but I had a couple parts where I felt that way. I love Ebert. Uh, greatest film critic of all time, but he's wrong on this one. He, I think he's thinking too hard. I just feel like with the brick thing, if it wasn't a brick, if it wasn't like my brain, even as a kid, was like that would have killed him, and now he's getting hit by multiple. Like if it was something other than a brick, I would Dude, have been like, okay, it's like three stooges. Yeah, he gets hit with a brick. They get wrenches and tools dropped on their skull. Yeah, he gets like dropped on a car and totally demolishes the hood of it. They get mm. hit in the face with paint cans, like. That's what ha- that's what this movie's yeah. all about. And I think for me, the first one definitely had aspects of that, but it was just enough where it's like, okay, like the something on the glass yeah. ornaments, that's uh-huh. gonna fuck your day up. Yeah, you're not yeah, gonna yeah. die. You know, the nail thing, yeah, that sucks, but you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> this was like I'm just watching people get murdered a thousand times. I think in this what movie. what's going on here, and for me, it's like this again is a sequel, and it's it's operating with sequel logic. Yeah. Yes, this stuff would kill you, but we can't just do the literally the same traps from the first one. Sure. It has to. They they just have to make it more. Yeah. Um. And so in making it more, it gets to the point where it's like, all right, you're starting to get a little too violent. <laughs> but I buy into it because we're watching Home Alone too. Right. Know? Sure. It's. I mean, if they didn't have traps, it wouldn't be Home Alone. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be Home Alone too. Yeah. Um. So I don't have a problem with it, but I do think this, the trap sequence is legitimately funnier in the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I've watched these movies so many times and I love the trap sequence. The bricks are great. Uh, the paint cans are great. The electricity, whatever. Like that one, uh, I could take it or leave it. Marv yanking the rope uh, with the bag of cement hitting him in the face. I love that. 
but these are reminiscent of like from the first movie when he like yanks the the um, iron. It's like literally the same gag. He yeah. he pulls yeah. the cord the and light, the iron the comes thing, down. He yeah. pulls the light switch and the iron comes down and hits him in the face. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I just I just feel like they have a formula and they're just like tweaking it, turning it up a little bit. The movie ends in the same as the first one where Kevin thinks he has the upper hand on the criminals, but he makes a mistake and they catch him. But then his friend, the homeless person, saves the day. In this movie, it's the pigeon lady and she throws like a bag of pigeon feed all over Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. They actually filmed this. I was reading. Oh, dude, I have a note here. They have like the date. It's such an infamous thing. It was like the pigeon scene was filmed on like, March 25th, 1992. Uh, <laughs> and they just literally covered those actors in birdseed and let 300 pigeons Whoa. attack them. And Daniel Stern has gone on record and said, basically said, a pigeon flew into my mouth and it was revolting. Oh my God. <laughs> I actually think you could see it happen in the movie. Oh shit. Because yeah. when the pigeons are attacking him, Daniel Stern does like this high pitched squeal, open mouth, like, <laughs> and you can kind of see him fall back and some pigeons just kind of flutter oh, over his, his face. face. And I'm like, he was so open mouth screaming in that point. Yeah. I, bet, I bet a bird just went in. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. That sucks. That yeah. sucks. Fuck that. Um, Kevin's family is looking for him the whole time. His mom reunites with him at Rockefeller Center in front of the Christmas tree. Uh, and then all's well that ends well. The family meets him and they celebrate Christmas together in the, the grand, plaza. in the Grand Plaza Hotel. For free. Um, something that I thought was uh, interesting that I didn't know about until I was kind of reading about it and whatever recently is that she raised concerns when they filmed the movie, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. She's like, you have all the, the sequels here, like the stories all here, but I just feel like based on what we filmed, I don't feel like she's trying that hard to find him mm-hmm. compared to the first. Yeah. Like that first movie, it's, it's like half the movie is her. Like, hey, there's a flight on Friday. You think I'm going to wait till Friday? No, I'll fucking claw tooth and nail right. if I have to sell my soul to the devil himself. You know, all yeah. that stuff. I love that. Line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. And there's less of it in this one, you know, obviously, you know, whatever. But again, you don't want to repeat everything from the first one. But she said, she's like, she's like I feel like this kind of cast to the background and so they actually went with her and shot more scenes. Oh, interesting! Just with her, like let's go around. You know, there's like the, I think it, I think the insert of her in the in the window, like "Merry Christmas, Kevin." You know, where she's looking out there. I think that I think her talking to the police officer might be oh, really? a reshoot. There's a lot of things that she. It, it was just her and a small crew went out to like let's get more scenes because I just don't I don't feel like she would just take it lightly, like mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I just thought that was interesting. I never, I never uh, knew that. Yeah. Um, Got to get yeah. herself into the movie any way she can. You know? <laughs> like, come on, I'm only in this movie two scenes. I need at least four more scenes. Uh, I could be looking for Kevin. <laughs> they were origi- They were planning for uh, John Candy to to show up again too. But oh, really? It just didn't work out or whatever. What the oh, hell? My, what, my, what, ba- my band's what, playing in New, where York. New York. <laughs> oh, exactly. sure. We play polka down polka, here. Polka, polka. <laughs> so. Um, the movie ends with uh, them getting a uh, room service bill. Kevin, you spent $967 on room service. Bam, bam, bam. Roll credits. One of the most famous uh, uh, cinema endings of all time. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I was like, that must be a lot of money. And I st- it still is. But it's like, 
you got a fucking free. Did you see the hotel room? There? Yeah. yeah, and that was free. They're, they're yeah. like there. It's like four hotel rooms that open up into like a living room, mm-hmm. and then there's thousands of dollars worth of presents. Nine hundred bucks. Your kid was in New York City yeah. at a five star hotel. Yeah. That's what I thought, 900 bucks? As a kid, the ending was funny. It was like, oh, he fucked them over, you know, with all the dessert. Yeah. And now, yeah, I watch it now, and I'm like, dude, I tried to stay at the Plaza Hotel, like, I don't know how many years ago. Like, oh, that would be fun to do. It was, it it was like, at least that much per night. Yeah, of course. Like, what the fuck is it? And you got your son back. Exactly. Like, exactly. Oh, boo hoo! He ordered food. Like he had a toy store delivered to the house for Chris. Like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off! How much food for a week in in Manhattan when you're on vacation? Nine hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, yeah. yeah, he could spare it. He's fine. Yeah, dude. What do you do? You were you your were brother f- owns a fucking like that's not a New York apartment. Yeah. That's a New York house. Yeah, that is a. Four-story house, basement, two stories. And he also got the place in Paris. Fuck, you're fine. Yeah. You spent $900 on ice cream? What what do you spend? (laughs) Just be happy he's fucking alive. Exactly. (laughs) That sucks. I do do want to say, though, uh, food-related, I would say my favorite quote in the movie I love, you know, Tim Curry, uh, God bless him, but he did pick a lot of, pro- he, he kind of went through a phase where he was saying yes to every project. Okay, so maybe not everything is gold that he's in, but I enjoy watching him no matter what it is, even if it's the biggest piece of shit, I like him. And my favorite quote in this movie is just when he says, we've got your cheese pizza. That's all. <laughs> That's just like fine. the way he says it. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And your stolen credit card. And just every, everything he says, I just... He's great. I There's no him. small roles. There are only small actors. Yeah. There you go. Tim Curry knows that. Why he was it? really, really good. Underrated role, too, as Kilo Khan in Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Everyone watch that. After Home Alone 2, check We've There are no it. small roles, only small actors. Tim Curry's not above contributing. Did right? you guys like that art. movie? Superhuman? I loved it. It was a series. I caught you. You didn't ever... But I watched I it some... I as, more than one episode at once, mm. so it was like a movie. Guess what we're watching next week? <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I'm going to pick that. That's Home Alone <laughs> 2. And uh, we're not going to watch Home Alone 3, but I did see mm. Home Alone 3 in theaters. Did oh, you really? You did? Yeah. I love Home Alone 2. I love Home Alone 1. I, yeah. I saw Home Alone 3 in theaters, and I was no longer a fan of the, of the uh, franchise. Derek, I was so devastated when shit came out, and it was some other shit kid. I didn't care. Oh, I, mean, I, I cared. That, for some reason, that sparked something in me. That was like I was I went I turned I turned uh I was a, a Macaulayist at that point I was like no I serve only Macaulay I will not see this I was so mad. Can I say by the way for people out there and maybe you guys if you don't know the plot of Home Alone three it's a different kid yeah who um a group of like four or five international European terrorists yeah, yeah they're okay. they're like super criminal it's like not even clear what organization they work for or what they're trying to do, but they're seriously like trying to take down the government with their level of crime. They've stolen like a computer chip, right? Oh my God. Oh my God. It's a super fucking powerful computer chip. If the terrorists have this computer chip, the world is fucked. (laughs) Um, But, but they hide the computer chip in a toy and this kid ends up with the toy. Mm. And so these terrorists are trying to get into his house to steal the toy. And, yeah. this, and this kid is like, these guys are trying to take my toy. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> That's Home Alone 3. Try- did you say, did you, sorry if I brain farted and you said it, they're trying to get a computer chip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I remember even as a kid reading the article about the movie, it was like the four four expert criminals are trying to get a computer chip. As a kid, I was like, oh, this fucking sucks. It, I, this, it, it makes, I won't see this. It makes no sense. And the movie ends. He fucking systematically takes out all of them. And it's like him and the main guy. And literally, it ends with the guy's like, all right. It's just you and me. And the kid pulls a gun on him. Whoa. The, ah. the kid pulls a gun on him. And the guy's like, oh, oh, no. oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. And the kid goes, ah. <laughs> and the guy like runs away. And then the kid, after he's by himself, he pulls the trigger and boop, 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 bubbles come out of it. That Holy That's shit. the that's how the movie is resolved. Nice. So, ah. so now you got Home Alone 2 and Home Alone 3 there, in I, one episode of Movie Club. I, Oh, I was saying there was a '90s thing about kids fucking with terrorists or like yeah. adult. Like, th- I, th- you guys remember the movie? Probably not. A movie called Mastermind. Hell yeah, Patrick yeah. Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Same thing. We're like, oh, these terrorists invaded the school, but this one kid's gonna save the yeah, day. It yeah. was like Die Hard with Kids was the thing yeah. back then. God I don't know what that was. It was like a, I'm the school's hacker. Oh, well, we're putting you in detention by yourself. Hack that. Then terrorists take over the school. We got everybody. Wait, there's one kid who we didn't get. <laughs> Not the hacker. The hacker. Yeah. Mastermind. I, I remember seeing an interview. What you're going to be like, why are you bringing this up? But I remember seeing an interview with David Chase, who, mm-hmm. made, who made The Sopranos. Yeah. And how he talked in this interview was with, with like Peter Bogdanovich or whoever. And he, he asked him, he's like, you know, a lot of people hate the kid characters in The Sopranos. Like they think they're annoying or they think that whatever. You know, why, wh- why do you write them the way that you write them? And he said, I thought this was interesting. He's like, I felt like all the 90s media I saw was kids doing this. I thought that was such an interesting thing that, to say. He's like, it was always how kids ruled and had control. Yeah. Or like, I got the adults. And he's like, so I wrote them the opposite. When I was a kid, I was fucking confused. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was mad. I was I had the wrong take on things. I had, you know, whatever. And he's like, so that's how I wrote them. And like, no one can stomach that, <laughs> you know, because we all, it's all, we had a whole decade of like, I, the kids rule, yeah. you know, and, and they, you know. I just thought that was I, I I thought that was an interesting take. I was like, yeah, we had kind of a whole generation of movies like that. Um, I think about that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one thing I want to say about Home Alone three that cracked me up too is I remember I kept seeing like, oh, this is what because Christopher Columbus didn't direct it. Um, I don't think. I don't know. And, probably, and, probably not. And everyone's like, see, that's why you got to bring back the people who you know wrote it and directed it. You got to. Uh, John Hughes did write the third one. Did he? he? Did. Yeah, I mean, everyone was shocked to learn that. John Hughes. After it came doing? out, it was like, no, he didn't. Yeah, he still. I I want to say that was one of the last things he wrote, but I could be wrong. I don't know. According but. to the legend, John Hughes uh, wrote Home Alone three, but originally it was a different story. It was oh. a, it was supposed to be about a teenaged Kevin McAllister oh. returning to his family home and. I might have notes here of what the plot is, but I'm going to assume he takes on criminals in some way. <laughs> Uh, but roll the dice on that one. When John Hughes had found out that Macaulay Culkin had quit acting in 1994, oh. he rewrote the script to just. I, mean, I think yeah. the studio like basically said we're doing Home Alone three. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, I got it. And then like, no, Macaulay's like, oh fuck, all right, terrorist. So he came up with something. Yeah. He, he basically made something up on the spot. I yeah. mean, the budget for this movie was 28 million, and it made 300. 59 million dollars domestically in 1992 it was the third highest grossing movie of the year like this movie fucking i mean and that's the same year terminator 2 came out which was like the highest grossing movie of all time yeah and it wow yeah so this was uh 
It was a hit. It was That's a hit. Nuts. Um, so I do, I do I do want to bring up when when, okay. when you t- talked about he points the gun at him or whatever in Home Alone three, I do want to just revisit real quick that you mentioned there's a lot of gun related uh, shit in Home Alone two, and I do think that was one of my my marks against it as well is they keep saying they there's no gun related anything in the first one, and again the second one escalates it so much more where he's like I've got a gun in my pocket, and. He keeps telling Kevin, like, I've got a gun, I've got a gun. And it adds a level of, maybe it's just me, uncomfortable energy to this one. Where it's like, oh, now he might just kill a kid. Oh, okay. All right. Like, I don't know. That was something that was kind of not, I don't know. There was It just just invited something into the movie that was like, oh, this is kind of dark. I don't know. I I always had mixed feelings on that. Dark shit. All right, Rocco, you picked it. What are the shakers you're giving this movie? Was there some? No, was there something you were? Oh, sorry, Derek. Did, did, no. did you have a further thing? Okay, just want to make sure I didn't trample that. With no, I'm ready. Gun talk. Give it a shake. Um, yeah. So loved it as a kid. I definitely see the 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 cop the the need to copy and paste. But again, I don't think the movie ever hides it. This movie, I feel like, is without saying it, saying it the whole time. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, fuck yeah, we're doing it again. Yeah. So I respect that. It's not the it's not the classic that the original one is. So, um, oh man, it's really hard. I would put it between a three and a four. I I still I still think this is a really fun Christmas movie, but it's just not what the what the first one was. I might sit at a three, but it's a fun three. That's where I, I think that's where I'm at with it. All right, Derek. Nice. What do you think? <clears throat> um. Yeah, I like Home Alone 2. I think it's, you know what? It's a good it's a good sequel. Is it a great standalone movie? Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Watch the original Home Alone and you're going to be good. But if you watch the original Home Alone and you're having such a good time where you're like, I just want a little bit more, go ahead and pop on Home Alone 2 and you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah. yeah, it's got problems. Yeah, it's no, it's not as good. But if you just want a little bit more of Kevin McAllister and those bandits getting hit in the face with some cans yeah. of paint, this is this has got it. This is it. I'm going to give it three out of five shakers. Sean, what do you think? So as I said before, I assume, saw us once in theaters. I didn't like it then. I like it even less now. I hated it. <laughs> Hated this movie. Oh my god! I would rather watch Babe Pig in the City again than this movie. What? This movie was what? so Wait, bad. Finally coming around. To this how good movie Babe was okay. No. What is by the way, by okay. George Miller, uh, one of the greatest directors of all time. Babe this Pig in the movie City. was so bad that it almost makes me want to take a shaker off the first movie. Now you such see, a bad movie. go back to the Babe review, knowing that this guy doesn't really know what he's talking about when it comes to movies. I <laughs> am so <laughs> offended. I get they made it for money. Fine, they. Did such a disservice to everyone involved, everyone who had to see this movie. I think we have to add an extra hour to this show. It, to me, There's was such... Here. It's like, we're just going to make the set... That you already made this movie, and you just made it again, and fuck you for doing that. Like, what? I hated this movie. Wait, I was so mad. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Would you be happier if this movie didn't exist? I would. Oh, my God. I would be happier if this oh movie didn't God. exist, I'll, because it does... It, oh, my it, it just makes the first one not special is all it did to me was like all the you use the same musical cues at the same moments as the first one. That was like a magical thing. And then you just like 
And there we go. Oh, the time for that movie song again. It's like, fuck you. Like, you did it. Hey, man, that's how I feel about the new Star Wars movies. Sure. They make the old ones less special. Like, you you took something that was an amazing accomplishment, and you just kind of like, we'll do it again, and put a little new wrapper on it, and sell it to people again. Like, that's... It was a... Counterpoint? I have never thought a sequel took away from... That is a foreign concept to me. Like I, I'm not saying like, oh, no, well, you gotta love this that, movie. Well, well, I've right, never right. had now that he's lumping us both in here. I've never Sequels had that definitely take away. A sequel could be so bad it tarnishes the reputation of the entire franchise. That is, uh, yeah. Well, that franchise is it, a franchise is by nature a bunch of movies. Well, and the so first can, one is it included. It can tarnish in that. that. Like, yeah, yeah. you want to make a franchise out of so this? So a Good sequel luck. is so bad. I go back to the first one. I'm like, damn, I can't believe it. you think about where they went and you're like, they fucked this up. It kind of ruins the magic of it because mm-hmm. it could have gone anywhere. But then you're like, yeah, but it didn't. It went there. Fuck. And I, I, I mean, I'm not taking away shaker from the first sorry, one. I should yeah. cut you off. No, no, that's an interesting discussion, but I, I've never felt that way to me. Um, it's the, you know, if a movie stands on its own and it already stands on its own to me that I always heard that, like, even I remember Quentin Tarantino talked about the matrix sequels. Like he took the first matrix off of his like top 10 list after the sequels came out. And I remember thinking like that first one stands on its own so much, you know, if it ended on a cliffhanger or it ended on to be continued part two and part two is not good, you might have an argument, but I just feel like it already stands on its own. So if you don't like two and three, all right. Excommunicated. I kind but of, I kind but of, I don't, oh, I kind yeah. of, no, you're saying I'll let you say, I kind of don't agree. If the movie stands on its own, if the movie stands on its own, don't make a sequel. If you sure. have more to say about your story, all right, I'm here for it. Oh, you added more to your story. That actually makes me like the story less, you know, if it's bad. Now, if it's like yeah. amazing, like Empire Strikes Back makes me like the story more. Mm-hmm. Dude, you took this and you broadened it and made it even deeper. I'm going to go back to that first movie thinking about this shit now. New way to look at this stuff. So it can go both ways. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, you know, you can, you know, if you can have a sequel that improves the franchise, you can also have sequels that kind of diminish them as well. I feel like there are. But I don't know if there's a, a mindset when I hear Home Alone, I think of, oh, yeah, there's that movie. And then like all the sequels, like, it's not just one movie to me. Mm-hmm. If they would have left it at the one, I would have this great feel for it. Like, oh, yeah, fucking Home Alone. Amazing. You know, like, it, but it kind of, they made so many of them that it's just like, oh, which one? You know, like, I don't you know, whatever. So I kind of do feel like, yeah, they, they had a story that was original and great. And then they made this one, which was not original and great. And then they just made money off of it, which is what they wanted to do. And then they did it. But to me, it's, it's. It's insulting. Like I was like assaulted as a kid. And I'm insulted as an adult. Like fuck you I for think, making this. I think my mindset. I'm gonna. This is this is how I look at it, and why I've never had any problem separating a movie from its sequels or whatever. Is I feel like every movie I love has a has bad sequels. Like almost everything. Sure. So in my mind, it was always like, well, yeah, there's gonna, you know, I love Planet of the Apes. You know, there's like four more. Okay, a couple of them are uh, then. You know, I, I've just learned to like abort that thought at all like psycho i think is like one of the best movies ever and just this last weekend i couldn't make it through psycho 3 i'd never seen it before and i tried to watch it and it was like i I can't some movies don't don't even deserve sequels yeah yeah like there should not be psycho sequels yeah yeah when you talk about sorry but uh, go ahead oh no 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 all i was gonna say is but that that happened so much my whole life with all the movies that i love that i just 
to me, I just, I know how to switch. My brain can switch that off. Yeah, there's going to be five, this thing you love, there's going to be five more and they're not that good. Okay. You know, so that's why it never really, yeah. I never had that mentality. Anyway, um, you were saying. Yeah. Well, Home Alone 3, Home Alone 4, I don't even consider those yeah. actual films. Yeah, those are like made for TV movies. Sure. To me, um, you know, it's like there are, there's the movie and then there's the sequel where yeah. everybody who made that original movie, they came back and they're like, we want to do that again. That's a sequel. Yeah. And then there's a sequel where it's nobody involved with the original creation whatsoever is coming back, but the larger distribution company yeah. that owns the rights to the name yeah. Yeah. want to make a new film with that name. So this is part three or part four. Those ones, I'm like, that's not even a sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. like the dark side of franchises where this is just, you're trying to cash in on my love of this totally unrelated yeah. creation. Which is sure. what this was. And as you said, like, if there's more story to tell, I'm here for it. But there wasn't more story to tell. Yeah. Like, it cleared with this movie that, like, how do we get this kid lost again? Or how do we get, how do we do that to, you know, make this other movie? But, like, it, they had a whole story and he didn't see the Wet Bandits and he didn't need to, like, do, is this a different story with that family? That's fine. I'm here for that. But, like, this to me was, like, you made the first movie again because you wanted to make more money. And it's sad to me. So did you uh, say your shakers? Oh, it's zero. It's a big fat What? Oh, my God. I hated it. I hated it. Okay. I hated it. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. This I is something. speechless. This is something I'm going to say out of love. I'm not like. Okay. I'm pointing a finger. I'm not saying anything. Trying to be negative at all. Sure. Dang. The amount of comments on the Avatar review that were Dang. like. Is Sean okay? I hope he's doing all right. Oh man, jeez. Is he doing okay? What was wrong? What were we saying? What, what was it? Was, it was the 12th in a streak of bad, of a very angry Sean review. I, I hey, liked, he loved I uncut, uncut gems. gems. He loved it. I liked that. Sure. And uncut gems is a cinema classic. Sure. To be fair, Avatar 2. Greatest film ever made. I also made. loved Happy Gilmore. I, I will say greatest film ever made, Avatar 2. Don't, but it's a piece of shit. It's a shit film. Yeah. The greatest film ever made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, when Sean hates a film, it's never like a, a piece of cinema. Wait, yeah. sometimes it is, actually. What? Name one. Um, There's got to be one, I'm sure. Yeah, they, you, you didn't like 400 it. Blows. I didn't oh, like that, that either boring. that much, though. Come but, on. It's okay. Uh, you know, I didn't. I I don't like a Clockwork Orange, but it's just because it's so dark. You know, but no, I don't. I don't. I, I don't like. I, I don't like it either. It's okay. I don't, I don't like it either. Yeah. It's okay because that's why you come to Movie Club. There are different tastes being represented on the show. Rocco likes franchise films. He just said it. All his favorite movies have sequels. They honest, yeah, they do. I mean, just because how much I love sci-fi, I, like, I love whatever. I'll and that's be honest what ends up about happening. myself. I like art snob films. I like obscure, avant-garde, dark shit, you know? Mm. Sean likes... I don't know. In like. the middle, Sean likes wholesome stuff. That's, that's just a little if bit... If anything bad bit, happens in it, it's there, off his there, list. There, there that's not true. No, no, no. There, he has a certain short list of things that if it's in there... He's fucking done. There are. That's <laughs> true. I do have. I have little things, and if you're gonna show me like a super like hardcore abusive like to a kid scene, yeah, I'm probably out. I'm probably not gonna. Why? Do it for that. I'm just Sean doesn't like people being like really shitty to each other. Uh, well, here's the thing: you, is you don't like humans like being just like emotionally abusive and shitty to each other. I don't, but I also respect that sometimes that needs to be part of the story, and yeah. that's fine. And I don't mark it down for that. It's what the director decides to do with it. If it's like. Let's say back to child abuse. If it's a child abuse scene, 
and you it's implied and maybe you even see one little thing and then like you know what happens uh-huh I don't need a 15 minute beating up a kid scene. And sometimes sure. that's when I have to watch and like, well, I'm over this now. But there's if none I, of that in Home Alone 2. No, there's not. <laughs> so but I don't I'm just know. saying like, that's what I'm saying. Like Would, overall, wouldn't it have been crazy though? If he shot him, like, like, like if he used the gun in the movie, like not killed yeah, yeah, Kevin, crazy. but like shot him in the leg or something like that would have been, that would have silenced the movie. Theater. Then he's like, in oh. the room with that kid in the hospital. Yeah. They share like, a room now. Like, Hey, we got Christmas back. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Then it would have been good. Then you would have given it a high review. Yeah. Wait a second. It's New York City. Why didn't they just like shoot him the whole like they're at the top of the building. Oh, we got to climb down this rope. No, hold on. <laughs> got him. Let's go. <laughs> New York. That happens 10 times a day a on every neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all I'm saying is. People detected some energy on the Avatar one, and okay. they were just want to make sure you were okay. No one was like "fuck Sean" in his reviews. Sure. They were like, "I hope he's doing all right." Well, thank you for you can still continue to hope that. That's fine. <laughs> Keep hoping, everyone. I'll also hope that I'm doing all right. Sean's doing uh, great. I'm fine until I have to watch Home Alone two, and then I'm not happy anymore. <laughs> but besides that, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. This is um, I I this changes stuff. Oh man, this changes. Yeah, stuff. I walked in today knowing that I was gonna make some people ruffle some feathers, and it's I didn't so, want to. This is weird because I was not expecting this kind of rejection of Home Alone too. This has caught me so off guard. Yeah, um, yeah. I do you I, like the original Home Alone, right? Love it. What five that's, out of five? That's five a, shakers. That's a five, and the sequel is a zero. That is correct. Yes, that is. Yes. And it again, it was so bad that it was almost making the original one a four shaker. It Dude. was so bad. It almost went negative one shaker. I think the original is a four and this one's a three. That's okay. my take okay. on it. That's a good, I mean, that's still a good score. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm doing a five, five and a three from, for me. I, okay. I still enjoy this as a Chris, as you know, I like everyone in it, but it, it is a, oh, it, I still like it reeks of, it. it reeks of cash in for sure. Absolutely. Even like uncle Frank is so such a fucking asshole in the first one. And I love all of his lines. All of them, because yeah. he's he's always saying the wrong thing, and this one it's like oh, he's being a he's he's just the same shit. I've seen this. <laughs> um, so is sorry. this worse than Babe Picking the City? Is it worse? I would say if you had to watch one of them, if again. I had to watch one today, I watch Babe Picking the City again. I would what? because it's so fucked. That what? movie was so fucked up and wild. Like I guess I'll see this again. This to me was just like a punch in the face of like, here's what you love, and we're gonna make it worse I and fuck you for liking I, I, it. For the past oh, no. year, I have had to like carry the cross of Babe Pig in the City. No, it's like the worst, most uh, no. That's delicatessen. Offensive <laughs> delicatessen. film. I hated delicatessen way more. Is that your least favorite? That's my least favorite. That's your least favorite by far. Okay, so you. Delicatessen, Home Alone 2, ah! Big Pig in the City. Ah! And where's the, oh, no! where's the Snyder cut? Oh, fuck. The Snyder cut was just a misery, but it was just, I feel it for differently. Some re- for some reason, the Snyder cut, uh, bear with me as I say this. I kind of enjoyed like doing that for Movie Club, not because the movie was good, but for some reason, I really got into, I watched both cuts and I really got into like, analyzing it you know what i mean yeah so i had fun with that that happens but sometimes. i'll but i'll never fucking watch that shit again yeah that you know what i'm sometimes. saying yeah snyder cut goes right above babe big in the city <laughs> i guess um i'd say my least favorite uh for some reason i don't know why was joe versus a volcano and it's <laughs> not even like that bad oh, man but geez. there 
it, for me, it's like when it kind of sits in the middle, it's worse for me for some reason. Like, mm. Babe was so offensive to me that I was like, what the fuck is happening? But Joe versus Volcano, I, I don't know why. I was just like, I was just in stasis. I will say I was like, again, yeah. I said it back in the Babe Big in the City review. Like, that's the perfect movie for Movie Club. Yeah, though. yeah. There's totally. no cross to bear because I'm that so is a movie that is that. worth talking We're about. Still it's talking so about wild. It. Yeah. We're still discussing it. Babe, Pig in the City. Is hey for anybody out there? If you've never up. seen it, if you missed the episode, yeah, it's legitimately good. It's actually uh, fucking. It's actually fucking good. Uh, it's mm. it's crazy how good of a movie it actually is. And these guys will make you think it is like excrement on the street. Like it's poo poo stains. The movie. It's not. It's right. wild to me it's, that it exists. It's, right. it's crazy that that yeah. exists. Yeah, we're the, we're crazy. Oh, Lord. Dude, Babe Pig in the City. I think we have to revisit it. I think we have to watch it again. Oh, oh no. That'd be, a, that'd be a fucking treat. Yeah, um, definitely get on that. Well, I'd rather <laughs> that than Home Alone 2. Here we go. Uh, my pick is a movie that I have never seen, but I have been told to watch for a long time. They're making the fourth one that's coming out in theaters soon, so I think I want to check it out. We'll check out Sex in the City! John Wick. Oh. Um, all I know is it's Channel Reeves and he's killing people. Yeah, I don't know be, anything this else. This will cheer you right up. Okay. After Home Alone 2. This'll I'm ready for it. Well, this is up. basically like Home Alone 6. You know, he's, this is like is. the grown-up <laughs> Macaulay. Okay, cool. I'm here for it. So all right. let's check out. I think that's in... Is that in New York? I don't know. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. Is it? Yep. Okay. I, yeah, I haven't seen either. We're so we're going to check it out. All right. So next time at Movie Club, we're going to be watching John Wick. Watch it. Come back. Join us to get our reviews. And you never know what you're going to get on Movie Club. Sometimes we review classic films and we give them a zero. And it sparks a whole debate. What are we going to review John Wick? Who knows? Come back mm. next time and find out. We'll see you there. Bring, bring a cheese pizza. <laughs> You filthy animal.